Welcome to the 100th edition of Make Pro Wrestling with Jessica again. I am Tiger Height. And I'm Peanut Gallery. So, we're talking about three pay-per-view events. Yep, we're going to catch up. We're Yep, we're just going to play catch up. There was only one pay-per-view event this weekend. I'm like, screw it, let's do it all. And also, because I didn't have all the soapbox ready, right. I just thought it was going to be appropriate. Right. So, we're starting with Triple Mania Monterey. Mm, I'm going to give the whole show an Orange Cassidy yeah. thumbs up, just to be honest. Let's go into our first match, which was our big multi-person steel cage match. The final two participants in the cage would go on to be in a mask versus mask match. And, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting choice of winner, or I guess of loser. Of of, of losers, because technically it's losers. Right. Um, Antifaz and Laredo started before the bell even sounded, but um, Antifaz was taken out before the match even happened so i'm like well why what's the right point? oh also anybody within this steel cage match uh, have rivals that are subsequent to themselves right so there was a lot of rivalry here yeah and i thought that was great because i needed to catch up on my triple a anyway so that was a good way to do mm-hmm. that uh it was these are the people that escaped the cage and were considered safe in order aerostar La Parca Negra, Octagon, and Volano were safe at the same time, but they continued to fight. Laredo Kid, um, Abismo Negro Jr., Tarus. The final two were Mysticis Jr. and Arhenis. Mm-hmm. It was a fun opener overall. I thought it was paced actually quite well for a steel cage multi-lucha match. Right. Um, I was expecting it to be Spot Fest City, but it actually really wasn't. No. I thought these spots made sense. Yep. I liked the... Uh, I like that they incorporated... It wasn't, like, too tacky. Right. They incorporated rivalries into it. And that's the other thing that I really liked about it is that a lot of what Triple Mania is this year is rivalry-based. Right. Which we will be getting into in a bit as well. Um, uh, We need to do the star rating or whatever on this. Uh, I'm going to give it a full thumbs up. I like it. It was a good opener. And speaking of horrible matches, this could possibly be one of the running for the worst matches of the year. This oh boy. gets two thumbs down. Yep. Uh, this was Vampiro versus Chessman. Do you remember this match? I try, to, I try to forget this. Oh, my God. I mean, how can you make this majestic again? Don't have it on the card, and that right. is it. I mean, it, this was atrocious. Oh, yeah. It was messy, mm-hmm. overbooked, sloppy. It was... They weren't even like it didn't even look like they were hitting each other hard. They were just kind of like eh. it yeah. was like what are we it was, doing? It was really weird. They were tickling each other essentially. Right. But it's like Chessman had this match, open challenge, and of all the great talent that you have here, you put in Vampiro. Yeah. What is with Vampiro? Like, I don't I, don't I know. I could get, like, in the 90s, he had a unique look, and it was neat, but now it's just an old guy. Yeah. He looks old. Yeah, that was the down. problem. He was just, it was just an old guy. Um, it was a shit spear through the table, and Vampiro couldn't even, like, stand up. He was so, <laughs> so exhausted. Stupid. And I think that was IRL that he got so exhausted that he couldn't stand up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are we doing? God, right. this, was a, this was a disaster. Yep, yeah, it was. Now, speaking of a match that I actually liked... Uh, what they did here was a multi-person tag team match. Essentially, Team Monterey versus Team Mexico City. Yeah, it was all right. You know, it was just, it was just one of those things. things. Yeah. Um, it was there. It was Ariz, Dave the Clown, Latigo, Nino Hamburguesa, and um, Nigra Casas, who I guess was an older wrestler back in the 70s, and I couldn't care less, against... 
uh, Baby Extreme, El Zorro, El Hijo del L.A. Park, Flamir, and Toscoro. And this was the Copa Triple Mania match. Yeah. Uh, what does it mean for anything? Nothing really. Right. It was just a showcase match. Right. And it was a roll-up for the obvious Monterey team to win. Mm-hmm. Duh. It was whatever. It yeah. was fine. There were some parts it was, it. It was a whatever sandwich, though. I didn't feel like it really belonged on this card, but whatever. Yeah, well, I feel like half of the matches did not belong on this fucking card. Right. Okay, between the two matches, this one was clearly superior. Oh, yeah. Um, it was Alberto El Patron and Pentagon Jr. taking on Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis. Um, there were a couple of things that I liked about this. That... The rivalry between El Patron and Pagano was based on respect instead of hatred. Mm-hmm. So that was a good incorporation. Right. Um, I really like the Psycho Clown and Sam Adonis yep. thing, where Sam Adonis is essentially jealous that Psycho Clown is the ace of Triple I, right. and he's going to prove him wrong. <clears throat> and they fought each other like they owed each other money. Right. Um, but this was a tag team match, of course, so they had they, to work together. And if you lost, you advance. Right. Because at the end, it's going to be a mask, um, lucha, lucha oh, de yeah. apuestas. Whatever, so. whatever it is, mass versus whatever. Right, exactly. Um, I thought this match overall was structured well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the incorporation of the rivalries yep. as well. I thought it was done a lot better in this match than in the other one. Yep. Um, I did not recognize Alberto El Patron at all. He looked like a discount Brock Lesnar, but he looks at least to be in good shape. Yeah. Um, and there you go. And it was a destroyer for Pentagon and Patron to win. And Sam Adonis and Psycho Clown beat the crap out of each other after the match. And there we go. I'm all game for that. It gets yep. a full thumbs up. <clears throat> all right. Now we have the mask versus mask match. It was Arjenes taking on Mrs. Jr., Orange Cassidy, thumbs yep, up. That's what kind of what I thought. Um, I kind of wish they explained more of the rivalry between these right. two for me to justify it. And yeah. also, it, this there was no build to it whatsoever. Right. It's just like, oh, mask versus mask. I'm like, I, I get that that's the most important thing. Right. But could we have at least done some sort of build to get to this spot? No. Because it felt just... It, it, just, felt, it felt rushed, right. It felt rushed. It felt lazy. Yeah. And it was a shooting star press for the win. And I'm hoping that Arhenes, despite him unmasking, continues to wrestle because I like the attitude. Right. And I want to see more of that violent attitude mm-hmm. right now. You knew Mrs. was not going to win this match. Right. Or so was not going was to not lose. Going to lose. He's not going to lose his mask. So, right. There you go. Oh, God. I guess we got to talk about the match. All right. This. All right. So, uh, Pagano had surgery, mm-hmm. and he was originally supposed to be Roosh's tag team partner, yep. but they replaced him with L.A. Park. This was a colossal disaster <clears throat> of a match. It gets two thumbs down. Yeah. This this was a mess. It yeah, was, I cannot believe that this match took place the way it did. I mean, L.A. Park was essentially unmasked. Right. I literally could see part of his mask. Like, I get the disrespect of ripping the mask, but do we have to rip it off of the guy? Right. Do we really have to do that every time this right. happens? Um, by the way, this was Blue Demon Jr. and DMT Azul taking on L.A. Park and Rouge El Toro Blanco. It was a screwed-over driver bullshit yep. thing. For it was kind of a weird finish. This was a mess. It, it was. was a disaster. It was, it was a disaster from top to bottom, honestly. I know. There was no part of this that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Rouge unfortunately, had to be in this with a bunch of old guys. Right. And it was so sad to see because you could tell that they are so limited. Right. Blue Demon Jr. has been wrestling for like 50 years. Right. Hang up the mask already <laughs> exactly. at this point. 
your son is already wrestling. Just stop while you're ahead. Right. And thank God our main event was good. Yes. This was a good main event. Thank you, God. Uh, Io Del Vikingo taking on Swerve Strickland, Rick Swan, and Commander for the AAA Mega Champion. This was before the announcement that Commander has signed with AEW. Right. You're an idiot. So, um... It was a great match, actually. I thought the structure was perfect for Lucha. Everybody was exactly where they needed to be. The only issue is is that I did not even know about this Fatal 4-Way match until like two days before the event. Hmm. The one thing about Mexico that I cannot stand is that they just kind of put people together. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, here you go. Have fun. I'm like, do you have regular television that I can watch? Do you have something where you can build? Or are we just kind of saying, these people look good. Let's put them in a match. Hey, Swerve Strickland and Rich Swan are in Mexico on vacation. Maybe we can book them. (laughs) Exactly. But despite that, it was still a great match. It was a very good match. It was a 630 splash for the Kingo to win. That was the end of Monterey. And how kind many? A, and what do you give the rating? I'm gonna give this one a full thumbs yep, up. Um, I am in too. general. I, like I said, the only issue was is I sort of wished it was not. It was a, better. There was a better build. Yeah, it really. That's kind of where it was. I just wonder if they weren't sure if they were gonna be able to get Swan and Strickland down right. there, but they did. Um, the crowd was actually quite large. Yeah, I thought the feel and the look was exactly what it needed to yep. be for a Monterey show, yep. and. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a weird, rocky start to this year's Triple Mania. Um, I thought last year's start was a lot better, but that's just me. But here we are. Yep. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about Rebellion. So stay tuned.
So we are back. We're talking about Rebellion. Full thumbs up one. Yep. It was it was a pretty decent pay per view. Oh yeah, there was um there were some really good matches, and then there was some stuff that I was like, mm, yeah, mm, meh. Eh. So Ultimate X for the Impact World Tag Team Champions, we have ABC taking on the Motor City Machine Guns in Ultimate. Did I say Ultimate X already? Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, I've seen better Ultimate Xs, yep, so but it was still a good match. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a full thumbs up. Yeah, me too. Barely. Yeah. Um, the structure was kind of weird. Uh, they, I, I couldn't even, I can't even recall when they made this an Ultimate X match. Maybe emphasize what Ultimate X is during the pay per view, a little bit during the show. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they did, but you probably just missed it. I feel like I did. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I did because I didn't watch last week's show, right. the show before the pay per view. Right. So I don't know. Right. But I thought, you know, I. I hope the Motor City Machine Guns can kind of cool off from being in the title picture for now because they just lost mm. the um, strong open weight tag team champions. Right. Uh, I'm kind of sick of them with the belts. I kind of want ABC to go into a new rivalry with some new people. You're right. always going to have the Guns as great tag team rivalry right. with ABC. But let's try something new, right? Because I'm it's starting to get a little repetitive, mm-hmm. and I've been I've been not a fan of it. You know. Uh, how do I make this majestic again? There's not really anything. Um, right. As long as they stop the rivalry and move on to another, I feel like tag they. Team. I feel like they are. I hope they do. Maybe Heath, maybe Heath and Rhino. They're a babyface team. They're right. popular with the crowd. But who maybe. knows? Who knows? Uh, if I see this match again, I'm gonna be upset. So, in the six man tag, it was Dirty Dango, Joe Hendry, and Santino Morella taking on. Angels, Diener, Callahan, and Khan of the design in a four-on-three handicap match. This was a very interesting setup. I did not... Uh, I thought uh, Callahan betraying him got a huge pop. And right. I'm happy about that because I thought legitimately Callahan was going to be a member of the design. Right. I kind of wish he was. And then betray. It was like right. what happened with Brian Daniels. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when he was joined with the Wyatt family. Right. It's like, Let's that. I mean, I know that he was going through the initiation. Have him finish the initiation right. and then betray right, the design. Exactly. That, that was kind of weird. That would have worked so much better. Yeah. Other than this, it felt kind of rushed. It did. It really did. And I think they did that because. Well, I wonder if I wonder if the plan was for them to wait, but then they have to kind of build some new stars because, of course, they're losing a lot of their stars. So put Diener on a different level, make him into the main event picture a little bit quicker by going into this high profile. I kind of wish he did. I kind of wish he did win. I mean, Santino Morella. It would have been really cool if Diener beat Santino. In this match, and then, yeah, put Diener on a different level, mm-hmm. um, given the circumstance. Put him in a high pro. I mean, I guess now with Callahan, who's already an established main eventer, mm-hmm. they're going to have a high-profile yep, rivalry. Yeah, that's, that's what Diener needs right now. Yeah, but he needs to win the rivalry. Right. That's the difference. Diener has to start winning the right. rivalries for people to take him seriously in that spot. They want to put him in that spot. Yep. But we need to feel that he deserves right. to be in exactly. this spot. And right now, I'm not seeing it. 
he lost to the Cobra. Right. And of course, match. of course, this was all because of the nostalgia of Santino Morella being San, on TV. Well, Santino Morella wanted to wrestle in front of his kid and all that fun stuff. It was it was whatever. They were they were in Canada. The baby faces win. The match the match was structured fine. Maybe if it wasn't a uh, a, a handicap match, it kind of made all the design look like a bunch of dorks. Yeah. But whatever. But whatever. It's fine. Um. Yeah. It was all right. So, uh, last rights match. Eddie Edwards. PCO, I liked this match. Yeah, so did I. Uh, I was be, very, they, I was very entertained by uh, this match. I'm surprised. Yeah, because usually Eddie Edwards matches are just the same, but this one felt different. Yep, felt like they were actually mad at each other. Right. Um, PCO dislocating his shoulder, and he goes out of the ring and just slams his arm back into place. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that got PCO over. Right. He's just a brute. He is Frankenstein. Right. You know. Uh, Eddie Edwards selling everything perfectly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Alicia doing a great job in her role as a heel. Uh, The mass stipulation was exactly what it needed to be. Absolutely. They they gave this plenty of time. They gave it some breathing room, and the right person won. So I'm super stoked about this match. What do you give this match rating? You know what? I'm gonna give it a two. Yep, I was um, I was on the fence. I was gonna, you know, it was like really close to. But I'm like, you know, what? I'm able to just give it a two thumbs it, it, up. It, it was it, it was an excellent match. It exceeded my expectations for very last well. Right. Both of guys looked like stars. Yep. Uh, great ending to the rivalry. Everything just worked here, and I'm so happy about that because this was the match I was worried about. Triple threat match for the X Division champion Trey Miguel, Speedball Mike Bailey, Jonathan Gresham. Elimination Chamber match. Or, or it was an elimination match. It, yeah, it's an elimination chamber. Yeah, dead. My brain went somewhere else. Uh, elimination match. Exhibition Champion. Mm. The match itself was fine. Yeah, it was structured kind of weird, but... It was really weird. Yeah. It, uh, the, the pacing was doing this yep. the entire time. Yep. And I hate saying that because I like all three guys. I mean, Trey Miguel as a heel is on a different level. Mm. Jonathan Gresham is great, and Mike Bailey is great, but... I feel like Mike Bailey and Jonathan Gresham need to be in that main event level yep. at this point because them just going for the exhibition champion again, kind of a downgrade. Yeah, and it really just depends on what's going on with the main event scene because the main event scene is kind of in flux right now with, you know, obviously with uh, Josh Alexander no longer being there. Right. So it's just kind of weird, and I think they're trying to make some last-minute changes. Now, do you think this – was their um, attempt to put over the X Division Championship as a credible title again. But the issue is that it just did not hit the mark. I don't now, know. The, the way to do that is if you have a former world champion go for the X Division right. champion, like what Samoa Joe did. That's right. when it was at its highest elevation when they were putting it in the main event. Right. Trey Miguel's a great champion, but he needs some high-profile rivalries at yep. this point because, you know— his exhibition title reign starting to peter a little bit, right. and it shouldn't be that way. Anyway, um, it was a, a Meteora to Gresham to eliminate him, and then it was a roll-up with tights to eliminate Mike Bailey. At least Trey won with shenanigans, yep. so it keeps him— It keeps him strong. It keeps him strong as a heel, and it's like they, they have done well with him as a heel, but he's got to do something a little bit yep. different for to maybe not salvage the reign, but— kind of put it into the next gear. It's on second gear, right. and it hasn't really moved right. from that gear, you know? Yep. So, 
Uh, this was Hardcore War. I did not like the placement of this match. I thought it was very odd that they put this match in the actual card as opposed to like the Women's Tag Team Championship match or something like that. You would have had this on the pre-show? I might have. Really? Yeah. I think the rivalry was there for it to be here. Maybe penultimate. But this one was just kind of weird. So... Uh, it was Moose and Frankie Kazarian to start off. Brian Myers, uh, Bapinder Gujar, Kenny King, Killer Kelly, Masha Slamovich, Yuya Uramura, Bully Ray, and finally Tommy Dreamer. Uh, it was it was hardcore war. Right. It was I, it was you, a spot fest. You go you go into it expecting brutality and all of the fun carnage, and it's exactly what it was. Right. It was a fun hardcore match. I liked this match. I thought. It made sense in context, and nobody looked bad. No, but it was it was just kind of weird to just mush, mush all of these rivalries together and just call it a day. Yeah. I mean, they, they built it quite well. That's they the did. thing. Um, and that's kind of why I am going to agree to disagree on that because I did like the how they kind of set everybody up in this. The good hands were originally going to be in this match mm-hmm. um, with... Uh, Brian Myers and Moose replacing them. I don't know why. I don't know why either. It's a. It was a kind of a weird choice. Yep. If you, I, I think the good hands would have probably been better suited in this match in well, general. Yeah, because they're they're aligned with uh, they're aligned with um, Bully, Bully Ray. Ray, right? And but they were taken out. Even though they were there, they did stuff, but they just. They just went there. Yeah, that was kind of weird. A weird was, choice of replacement. Yep, and it was a super fly splash on Bully Ray through a table for Tommy Dreamer to win. Obviously, baby faces had to win. Yeah. Duh. It's hardcore war. It is what it is. Um, there's not really anything I would have done to make this more majestic because I'm what not about, sure what, what about I would have done. What about thumb rating? I'm going to give it a fall. I'm going to give it a full I'm going to give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's not for everybody. Uh, Steve Macklin and Kushida for the Vacant Impact World Champion. This is when Nick Aldis came out, yep. announced that he signed with Impact Wrestling, and obviously he's going to be going for the Impact World Champion. Yep. Uh, great signing. Yep. And I think them putting him back into the main event spot is the right call. Yep, absolutely. Despite what people might think. It's like, oh, he just came back. He doesn't deserve it. I think he does. Mm-hmm. I, he has he has the name power. He yeah. has everything. He's a former champion. Yep. He'll be fine. Um, Much needed injection after Josh Alexander left. That's well, for sure. it's, it's it's not left. He's he's but hurt. he's hurt. Right. But he won't be around for a while. Right. I mean, it's definitely a bad injury that he had. Yeah. So I mean, Steve Macklin was going to win this match anyway. He was going to beat Josh Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um, Kushida being in this match. I well, know. I know. Well, I know that he needed the world title match because he was going to face Alexander at, at, uh, a, at show, uh, uh, not showcase, multiverse, uh, United. multiverse, right? So maybe in his contract, he was going to go for the belt anyway. Yeah, um, but that was a non-canon show, so I don't think that it should have been Kushida. Maybe a couple of wins on television kind of put him over as a credible threat to the main event scene. But, uh, you know. I mean, this was the christening for right. jo- or for uh, Steve Macklin. Yep. It was a good match. It, Don't get me yeah, wrong. it was. It was a uh, KIA for Macklin to win. I really like this stuff with Scott Demore. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even though I'm usually not a fan of an authority figure being in a rivalry, they are doing this right. They're they're doing it pretty well. They're not they're not like excellent at it, but you know they're doing pretty well. Well, they don't want to overdo it right. with like you know what they did with the authority. Yeah, exactly. And I think they're doing it in the right way for the most part. Right. But, yep. Uh, Steve Macklin is the Impact World Champion. If you told me five years ago that out of the Forgotten Son, Steve Macklin was going to be the guy, I probably would have laughed in your face. Yeah. But Macklin did it. There he is. He uh, he proved people wrong. He improved in the ring. His promo stuff is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the character. It's really come out nicely. Uh, and then what are the other two doing? One of them is wrestling for Jesus in front of three people, and I have no clue what uh, uh, Wesley Blake is doing. So uh, there you go. We have uh, our next contender with Aldis. We have our new champion with Macklin, and we have this rivalry with Scott DeMore. Well, I, I, think, think, I think they're, they're waiting, waiting for Aldis for the next actual pay-per-view. I think his next opponent is PCO. Because oh, that's they're, right. Because yeah, they're, they're still in Canada, so that would be a good get for someone from Canada to actually be in the world title match. That's right. why they are doing it. That's right. I've totally forgot that uh, PCO is an ex contender. I yep. think they're doing that at um, under siege. Yes, they I are. think that's next month. Yes. So. Yep. Oh, they're oh they're waiting for the pay per view. Yeah, all they're this. they're waiting for like Bound for Glory or something. But now all this can be in rivalries with other people yep. to elevate, to put them back into the eyes yep. of exactly. that fan base. And maybe bring up some new people, like Trey Miguel, for instance. Right. I think that would be a great rivalry, but we got to get the X Division champion off of Trey. Right. So, so anyways, um, let's move on to the main event. Main event. Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perrazzo for the vacant Impact Knockouts World Champion. The match was good. Perrazzo, though. I... I'm kind of in a weird boat as it relates to Perrazzo winning this title. Not that she doesn't deserve it. She's a great wrestler, and she and Grace had a good match here. But Perrazzo has been off of the world title scene for so long. I kind of wanted more integration in front of Mickey James before this. Right. You know, uh, Jordan Grace already had the opportunity. So right. that this was her contractual rematch. Right. But with Perrazzo, yeah, she won a number one contenders match, but at the same time. That was that almost felt like that was it, right? So, just kind of a weird spot for her. Well, I think it was weird because Mickey James' situation, I think, kind of overshadowed whatever rivalry would have potentially been going on here, just because we don't know what's going on. And of course, it being Mickey James' retirement tour, more or less. Um, she, you know, that do is. You, do you know the extent of her injury? No, I do not. Because I mean, it's been very. But hush, technically, hush. she hasn't lost the match, so. She hasn't lost the match, technically, so there we go. She hasn't lost the match? No, she hasn't lost the match. Remember the next match oh, she yeah. loses when it be a I mean, yeah, no, match. technically, yes. I mean, So that leaves the door open for a return for her, so I actually think that the injury was a, a – I mean, I don't want to say it was a good thing that she got injured, but I think it's good for the women's division as a whole to kind of uh, be out from under that shadow. Right, Mickey, that Mickey James, James has. Mickey James does have a big shadow, yep. and I mean the the knockouts division is super strong right now. They have a lot of great, and they wrestlers. have a lot of great people who are coming up as well. And we just need to give them those opportunities, right? And maybe they because you know Jordan is doing her bodybuilding, right? So maybe she just wanted to get this match out of the way so she can continue to pursue that for at least a little bit longer. Right. Um, but Perrazzo, I guess, would be the next. 
legitimate person yeah. to have the championship. So, I don't know. It's kind of a mixed bag for me. It was Queen's Gambit, by the way. And I'm going to give this one a full thumbs yep, up. Yep, so am I. Like, that's kind of where I am. So, that was the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And I hope they follow up this show quite well. Well, they did already. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, we'll continue to Under Siege quite well. I love the. I love it when they go to that one nightclub. It always looks great. Yeah. Um, just visually, it looks fantastic. Yeah. So, um, overall, I thought it was a good rebellion. Yeah. Now, when we come back, we were going to be talking about this next week, but because we just wanted to get caught up, we decided to cover it. Now, yep. so we're going to be talking about All Star Grand Queendom from Stardom. All right, we are back. We're talking about our second Stardom event, and this yep. one gets two thumbs up. By oh me. yeah, this absolutely. Was, this was an awesome show from top to bottom. Yeah. Let's go into our first match, which was Mi um, Sayara. I'm still going to butcher these, by the way. And Starlight Kid taking on AZM in my Sugia. It. My Saray. My Saray. My Saray? Was it? Is it S U? Oh, it, 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 uh, it's, it's spelled differently on my notes oh. here. Um, overall, I thought the uh, the match was a fun opener. Mm-hmm. Not too crazy. Yep. It was a non-title because I think the team of Starlight and my are the uh, new Blood Premium Tag Team Champions. Right, which They're, is their newly introduced whatever whatever sandwich. Title, right. Yeah. Um, it was a roll-up counter. God, there were so many roll-up counters in this. It was. Of course there were, because this is fucking stardom. Yeah, but... It's it, what stardom's known for. They're fucking roll-up counters. And apparently suplex pretty yeah. So, um, but overall, I thought it was a fun opener. I like the AZM and um, Sierra high-speed title. Uh, little rivalry there mm-hmm. that they have because AZM is the uh, um, high-speed champion. Mm-hmm. So she needs a new contender for that, and I think that would be a good one because they just lost to them. So kind of build it like what right. New Japan does. All right, start rating oh, for the um, first that one, match. That one, though, they give it Orange Cassidy. Yeah, me up. as well. So let's go into our next match, which were Stars taking on Queen's Quest. The match was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen better yep. uh, Utami matches. This one just kind of felt like they coasted, but still coasting is let's kick the crap out of each other. And, yeah, um, but this was a non-title. There wasn't any stipulation for this match as no. far as I know. So, nope. um, you know, of course it's going to be a little less hard-hitting. Right. I, I just don't think that they want to hurt themselves too much if there's nothing on the line. Well, I don't know. Um, there was a match that there wasn't anything on the line, but those women kicked the crap out of each yep. other. Um, but it was a German suplex for Queen's Quest to win. I'm going to give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up Me just well. in general. Um, so you know, still a fine match, but I know that these women can do it. Yep, absolutely. Let's go talk about the retirement match. It is um, Himeka taking on Micah, and yep. the reason that Micah was chosen is because these two were long-term partners. Yes, so they are technically tag team partners. <laughs> well, up, up until this uh, up match, until because this ma- yeah. um, Himeka, who is like 26, is retiring from pro wrestling. Yep. How does that work? I'm not sure. But overall, I thought the match itself was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked how the very ending of the match is where you can hear the crying part of it yep. because you she knew that she was going to win, and it was like, I really don't want to do this. But the entire rivalry of these two has been, uh, why did you choose me right. sort of thing. 
Um, I don't know. I think it didn't hit as hard because we just got introduced to stardom. Yeah. But, um, it was a significant match, I guess. But I'll give it an Orange Cassidy thumbs up. Yeah, that's, me as well. It's being nice. And it was a um, Michinoku driver for Micah to win. Yeah. So uh, Himeka lost her retirement match. Well, is, that's a tradition in Japan, though. Yeah, but it's a tradition in Japan if the person is like somebody who's been wrestling for a while. This person's 26, you know? She's not like – it's it's not like, you know, uh, Julia or something like that, but whatever. Our first title match of um, almost every single title was on the line yeah. in the show, which was great. And every single title, I think, changed hands as well. Yes. Yes, it did. Every single title that was on the line changed hands. So 7-Up took on the New Era's for the Goddess of Stardom champions, which is their tag team yep. champions. Uh, this was a fun match. I'm going to give it a full thumbs up. Yep. I also really like the ending because they didn't want 7-Up to lose. Right. But they needed to take the titles off of them for yeah. – I, I can't remember. I read it somewhere that I think one of them is hurt. Yeah. Um, but they did it by countout, mm-hmm. which I thought was – Which a, was interesting. Well, I thought it was actually a great idea for them to do it that way because everybody is good then. You right. Know? Everybody is strong. Also, there was English commentary for the show, but I couldn't find it. Huh. Which was annoying, but it is what it is. How true. It really was. They waste a lot of time during stardom shows. I mean, they had so many, like, a lot of dead time. Mm-hmm. I think uh, with the entire thing, I probably skipped like an hour and 15 minutes of just either videos or dead air. Right. It's one of the two. But anyway, yeah, it was a fun match. I like this one. Yeah. And we have new uh, goddess of stardom champions. Now let's go to the artist of stardom champions. Which, which is their trios. Which is their trios. Uh, prominence defending against a restart. It was a great match. That's it this was. one, number one, gets two thumbs yep, up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was paced very well. Yep. I really liked the interaction with all them prominence, played good heels, yep. and Kyrie just sold like a badass. Yep. I mean, all of, all of Restart did because they are like 80 pounds soaking wet with yep. cinder blocks tied to their <laughs> ankles. Um, but yes, it was a modified jackknife pin where literally, oh, I can't even remember who it was, she had her feet... On the um, on the quad yeah. of the other person, literally no part of the person pinning the other person was on the ground whatsoever. It's like, God, she is like as light as a feather. Yeah, it's insane. But uh, it was a well timed match. Yep. great timing. Lots of great energy. Good, yeah. um, good story told in the ring. And we have new artists of Stardom champions. There's a reason why they really promote these multi factions because they have great factions. Yeah, they do. Stardom. Oh. For the wonder of Stardom Champion, which is essentially their secondary title. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so it's their intercontinental. Yep. So Saya Kamitani taking on Mina Shikawa. I butchered that immensely, but whatever. Uh, once again, a great match. Yep. Two thumbs up. This was awesome. Yep. These two are awesome. This was a great match. Do you have anything to nope. say? <laughs> I have nothing else to say. It was just a, it was just a great match. That's all I'm going to yep. say. It about was a it. sit out Emerald Flosion for uh, Mina to win. So once again, another title change. A lot of title changes. You're right. Literally. Every every single title that was on the line changed hands. Okay, I want to. I mean, there's not really a whole lot to say about it because I mean, it was a great match. There's not really a whole lot. Right. Go out of your way and watch it. But let's talk about the. Uh, so this was a uh, Japanese death match. 
knockouts only. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Sarai taking on uh, Chihiro Hashimoto. God, two thumbs up. Yeah. This, they kicked the crap out of each other. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think my head hurt after this match. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I they, held, they held no punches. Well, um, um, Suri is a former UFC fighter. Yeah. And um, Hashimoto is just a big girl who can kick your ass. Right. And it was awesome. This She's, was yeah. This, this was a big brute. And it was great. Yeah. It was exactly what it needed to be. They just they just they just punched each other until one of them couldn't get up anymore. Right. And it was all sorts of fun. The pacing was so different. Yeah. Than everything else on this card, and that's why it was so successful. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And it was a roundhouse kick for the knockout. Great, great, great. They got to give Sarai another um, World of Stardom or yep. even an IWGP women's title oh, match. Oh, absolutely. But do not – because this is the second really good Haas match that I've seen from Hashimoto. Yep. And she's becoming one of my favorite attraction wrestlers. Yeah. Because that's really what she is. Yeah. Just a big old Haas girl, and it's awesome. For the IWGP Women's Champion, we have Mercedes Monet taking on Mayu Iwatami. Two thumbs up. Yeah. This could be possibly like show of the year. This is like the third or fourth two thumbs up. Yeah. That is like banger after banger after banger. And like nothing has been like bad. Everything's no. been good to excellent. And this was no. And I was surprised about the winner of this match. Now, uh, Mercedes has signed an extension. So we are going to see her in Japan for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. She did sign the extension. Yep. She did sign the extension. Oh. So we're going to see her around for a while. I don't think this is the last time we're going to see her with the IWGP Women's Champion, though. No, not at all. But this was an excellent match. Maybe they needed to put over um, Mayu and, well, the next challenger. Maybe right. they needed them to kind of do something. Yeah. Or Mercedes and Julia will be doing a program without the titles. Because right. I don't think it needs it. But, right. Who knows? Um, I think really Mercedes was here to get the title more over than yeah. it was with the American audience. And because people are watching Stardom again with the English commentary, they can start getting some of the aces back. Because Iwatami is the ace of Stardom, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, when people think of Stardom, they think of Mayu. So right. uh, I thought that was great. It was a delayed dragon suplex for Iwatami to win the belt. Great match, yep. awesome pacing. Um, Mercedes dressing as Black Tiger, which was Eddie Guerrero's New Japan thing. Ooh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was his gimmick. And it's also Japan. good too because now the title can be associated with someone who is not associated with the WWE, right? Because I think that was a criticism at first that it's just WWE stars, but now you can't make that excuse anymore. But the thing is, is that there's nothing wrong with that because no. WWE is the global entity, right? I mean. They, they, produce, they, they produce some of the best in the world. They produce some of the best in the world, and also they have they have the promotion already. Right. Mercedes would not be where she is without the WWE. Right. And Kyrie, yeah, same thing. There's a reason why she didn't go back to um, uh, her name previously to Kyrie Sane, because right. Kyrie already has name value. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. So nothing, this this kind of dispels the rumors or the mythos that this is just going to be a showcase for WWE women's wrestlers to do whatever here. Right. And that should not be the criticism. So right. for the World of Stardom champion, Julia defending against Tam Nakano, for God's sake, 
Two thumbs up. Yep. This, I mean, I even told Peanut Gallery that this, I mean, I already This was probably one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was like Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania, close to one of the best women's matches I've ever seen. Yeah. But I, I thought that match was better. That's just me personally speaking. Um, this had everything. They played the parts so mm-hmm. well within this of the scrappy underdog to the bully champion. Yeah. So great. Yeah. It's just so weird seeing Julia, who's an Australian, speak just fluent Japanese. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's like, whoa, didn't think that. Well, it's like Kenny Omega speaking fluent Japanese. Right. Like, this guy's from Canada. Yeah. The most, <laughs> the most Japanese thing that he saw there was a polar bear. So... <laughs> Um, this was just a fantastic match from beginning to end. Yeah. Uh, the kickouts were great. The emotion was there. And they gave this plenty. It didn't oversay its welcome, right. but they gave it plenty of time. I yeah. think it was a 27-minute match yeah, at the end of the like day. Yeah, something like that. So, perfect. Yeah. Like, 25 to 30 minutes. If you can get good stuff at that time, yeah. you have you have a Bang right. You have the money. Oh yeah. Um, but it was a suplex into a Michinoku driver for the win. I love that it took them both a minute to sort of stir because they they beat each other up. Yeah. And they're selling just the selling in stardom yep. is on such a great level. Oh, absolutely. They just sell so well. Oh, and yeah. it's like I don't get why. It's right. so weird. Um, but that's about it. Yeah, Nakano is now the world champion of stardom because IWGP is still technically New Japan. Right. Um, I'm. Oh, also, I saw another interaction with New Japan during the show. In one of the promos, Kazuchika Okada showed up. He was training some of the people. There we go. So I think we're going to see more stardom stuff within New Japan. Yeah, we're going to see way more. Do you think that they might be coming to America soon? I don't know. Well, they already have uh, English commentary back. Let's see where they go from yeah. there. But uh, um, that's pretty much it. That's all we're going to cover this week. Oh, yeah. So, Peanut Gallery, what are we covering next week? No idea. Because this was going to be what we were going to cover, but we're like, let's just get it all done. But yep. we're all caught up. We're all caught up from, with yep, from WrestleMania season. So Woo! we are done. The next pay-per-view we're going to cover is actually going to be Backlash. And then I think there's another event going on that weekend as well. I think so, too. I'll have, to, I'll have to check on my itinerary. Yep, I don't remember. What's going on there. Uh, but I know next week there's nothing. So we'll have to figure it out, yep. and we'll let you know. Yeah, so if you guys enjoyed that, remember to like, follow, subscribe. Do all the fun stuff that you do. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash mpwma. Get some hats as well. Uh, scan the QR code next to me for all of that information or down below in the description. Leave a rating. Be awesome. And be majestic. <laughs>